Hello, and welcome to the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm one of the leading experts in online mediation. I have personally been mediating online for over five years now, and I have my own fully online family law mediation and coaching practice. Two years ago, after so many of my colleagues reached out wanting to know how I was doing it, I created the Learn to Mediate Online training program. And to date, I have personally trained thousands of mediators in how to successfully conduct their mediations through an online platform. As a leading figure in the online mediation movement, I am privileged to be on the cutting edge of developments and advances in online practice. And this podcast has been created to share that information with you. So tune in each week to get the inside story on how to mediate online. I invite you to now listen to today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I want to talk to you about Zoom fatigue or video conferencing fatigue because I can tell you it's real. Um, And I think many of us are experiencing it as our world has moved increasingly online. And I have to tell you, for me, it was a a surprise. Um, I have been an online mediator, an online professional with a fully online practice for two years I started working online through video conferencing about five years ago and never experienced anything like this feeling by the end of the day of just complete and utter exhaustion, even though all I've really done is been sitting in my at my desk, you know, sitting at my computer all day. So I know we've been seeing a lot about this. Um, in fact, none, the Harvard Business Review, National Geographic, Thrive Global, I mean, it, articles are coming out left and right on this. But for those who are not staying on top of those resources, I, I definitely want to talk about this because as we have moved online, taking care of ourselves is is just as important as taking care of our clients, taking care of the participants in our mediations, our dispute resolution, or anything that we're doing online. So in this episode, I want to break down, you know, what Zoom fatigue is, what I mean by that, why it happens. I always think it's a good idea to understand the mechanism of what's going on. And then most importantly, I'm going to give you some tips for reducing it. And as to the tips, the one thing I can tell you is I have tried to incorporate them into my day and into my practice, and they have been effective. Um, I don't end my day anymore with that complete feeling of, of needing to hit the couch uh, so that I make my, my switch from my desk chair to my couch uh, at seven o'clock at night. So um, first off, you know, why, just why? is video conferencing so exhausting? What is so fatiguing about it? Um, And, you know, there are several factors that sort of play into this. And and I think they'll ring true for many of you um, when I I talk about them uh, who have moved online and are having meetings. You know, so the first one is one of those things that I I talk about in trainings, right? We're always uh, uh, visible, from our face up and the focus is very much on our face 
and the, you know, being intent on reading the emotions and the communication that people are giving us through the screen. Um, we lose something in body language. So that means that we then are much more intent, I believe, in watching for facial expressions and just making eye contact, you know, keeping, I, I, maybe all of you have noticed this, that ongoing effort to make sure you're looking at the right place on the screen and it looks like you're properly, you know, making the appropriate eye contact with everyone, it can feel exhausting because it doesn't end. You can't look away or when the person's talking to someone else in the meeting, um, you know, it's hard to break off that eye contact the same way. There's also something that I think many people are missing, and that is just the comfort of a routine. Uh, most of us, when we work in an office environment, have a routine of maybe we have a weekly staff meeting where we all get together, or we have a weekly meeting with our assistant, or we walk out to his or her desk several times a day and interact with them. And that is now something that, you know, we are completely thrown into disarray and our day becomes very much about scheduling all these consecutive meetings where we're just sitting in one place um, and, you know, going from one to the next. And there's none of that routine that we found comfortable and um, gave us that ability to know what was coming next. And then this one actually surprised me. I found this in the National Geographic um, article that they did recently, uh, but it makes perfect sense. The, that, the, and it goes to the, what I was just talking about, about scheduling. So an online meeting doesn't just happen, right? We, online, a Zoom meeting, conference, a, a mediation, whatever we are doing, that requires someone sending out a link, picking a time, you know, all of that. This is a scheduled thing. It takes effort to do. Whereas when we are in an office environment or if you're, you know, a practicing attorney and you're going to the courthouse and seeing colleagues, you can have those what, what I call water cooler conversations, right? Or lunchroom conversations um, where you have communication, you exchange information, but it's in that informal setting and it's not in this very scheduled manner. Um, so we're not having a lot of those uh, those things happening. It's very hard to have an impromptu conference um, on Zoom. I guess somebody could send you a meeting request or um, send you their personal meeting link to jump on. Uh, but that's, you know, that's not how we tend to do it. Now, another thing, and this one definitely um has been apparent to me is we get very concerned about our backgrounds and about our environment and about how we look, right? Because we're always looking at ourselves. So that whole joke about having a Zoom shirt or having a scarf you can wrap around or your lipstick like I do right here next to how we have my lipstick next to my um, computer. But there's also just a lot of uh, stress that's built up by the fact that we always have to constantly be camera ready, um, ready to go. You have to make sure you look good from the shoulders up um, and be ready to go at all times. And if you're sitting here for meeting after meeting after meeting, that also can be fatiguing. 
your environment outside of your just computer space is also can add to our stress levels, right? We have kids in the house. We have pets in the house. We have spouses maybe in the house, um, depending on where we are for most of us right now. We also have to be concerned about, you know, Tim, me, little Timmy, not walking in and asking for a sandwich in the middle of your business meeting. So there's, there's stress there. Um, there's also just the tech stress. Um, something tends to go wrong sooner or later in almost every meeting. Uh, we worry about that. There's just the stress or the frustration when somebody else isn't properly set up. Um, so we have all those issues around just feeling a little frustrated or just a little anxious ourselves around the tech setup. I know that I um, am going with my family to a home, a rental home on the lake, socially distanced and proper vacation, uh, but there's been a great deal of stress for me making sure that I have appropriate Wi-Fi in this rental house that we're, we're getting, that um, there's going to be a quiet place where I'm going to be able to go and have my meetings. I'm doing some presentations. Um, so that is, you know, another important factor. Just for many of us who are crowded into our homes, it's just stressful trying to find a place where we can do our meetings. So there are a number of reasons why, oh, and another one, don't let me forget this one. So even I, this is what I think surprised me most. I was an online professional long before COVID came along, but my day was made up of online meetings and other things. I did not just sit here at this computer every single day going from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting online. I do now, or I did until I got my tips on how to avoid Zoom fatigue. Um, but there, it, it's very tiring to do back-to-back -back video meetings over and over again through the day. But because everything is a video meeting now, everything's online, our days are getting caught up. And I've heard this from so many colleagues that our days have gotten caught up so that they get up, they feel like they make themselves presentable from the shoulders up. They go and sit down in front of their computer and they sit there all day long. And that is very stressful. We are no longer getting those nice breaks of driving to the office or running out to do an errand or that type of thing. Many of us are working back to back to back. So what can we do about it? There are several things that we can build into our daily routine, and, and this will be a practice just with everything. We, we need to you know, implement these strategies as we go through the day. But the first one is when you are engaged in an online meeting, avoid multitasking. So one of the things, and I talk about this in my training as well, because I see clients or participants in my mediations doing this. The fact that we're on our computer means that we are often tempted to multitask. We are tempted to open another tab and start typing on a document when the meeting gets a little boring or answer a quick email or go look something up. And we do that multitasking, but that is fatiguing for our brain. We are no longer focused in one way. That will then increase the stress because as much as we think we're still listening to the meeting when we go off to answer an email, we all know our concentration is much less when we bifurcate it. So as you are doing your online meetings, a quick tip is to be very focused in that meeting. 
Another tip would be to make them as short as possible. So we as human beings, for some reason, look at our meetings as they need to be blocked for an hour, they need to be blocked for a half hour, you know, they're, they're set for these times and then we go ahead and fill that. Make your meetings the amount of time that they need to be. Be very focused, get through what you need to get through, and then end the meeting, even if you have another 10 minutes in the scheduled amount of time. Um, I have seen this happen. Well, hey, we, you know, we've got another six minutes. How about we talk about this? How about we don't? How about we end the meeting? We've gotten through what we needed to get through. And, you know, maybe someone could use those extra six minutes to take a break, go for a walk, which will be another one of these tips. So be focused. Um, I do find that having an agenda for an online meeting and putting it up on the screen is actually really helpful. It keeps the meeting moving along, keeps it on track, just like any meeting, but especially an online one. It helps people stay focused so you can move through it. Now, the next tip goes to those breaks. Don't do what I, I was talking about doing earlier. Do not book your day back to back to back to back. Build in breaks for yourself, even if it is a 10-minute break, a 15-minute break, and get up and move. Go, go downstairs or go out your front door or you know, go get a breath of fresh air. Go and just move because sitting here, concentrating on your computer day in and day out, going from a mediation, even in a mediation. I, you know, I, I tell people this all the time, especially with online mediations. Everyone's going to get fatigued more quickly. Build in breaks in the mediation. So that is something that is truly important. And, and a little tip for those of you who have heard me talk about using a scheduling tool. I happen to use Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com. There's Acuity.com. There's all these different um, links that you can create that then people can go to your calendar and book. They're wonderful, right? I love the, the and clients love the ease and convenience, but it will book you back to back unless you build in buffers. So many people don't realize you can build in a 10 minute buffer at the beginning and ending of meetings um, so that the computer or the, you know, the, the, the program doesn't book you back to back and you can block off an hour for your lunch. So make sure that you take care of yourself. You're going to actually be more productive. And I promise you, this is true. I've, tr I've started to implement this into my day uh, and, you know, making my meetings shorter so that they, you know, cover what they need to cover and, and building in those breaks for me has definitely, those have been two things that have helped me. Now, another thing that's fatiguing, and this is fatiguing for our brains, not for our bodies, but that's what's getting fatigued in, in Zoom fatigue, um, is the fact that there's a lot of stimulus on the screen, right? We have all these different faces. All these different people have different backgrounds going on. There's so much to see there. So we tend to feel, I mean, it's almost like you're, you're schizophrenic in a bunch of different rooms. Um, so it's a very good idea, especially if you are working in an organization where everyone just has a very neutral but uniform background. Um, I was just on a call, a Zoom meeting with um, a colleague who works for the AAA, American Arbitration Association, not the Automobile Association. And they have some beautiful uh, background 
screens, uh, that virtual backgrounds that they have created. And I know a lot of organizations have done this, but they're relatively neutral colored. They're the same so that everybody is the same. That actually is going to be less fatiguing for your brain and for the, the participants. Um, you also want to make sure that you just have that one screen open, right? You don't want to have a bunch of different screens open. And one little tip is I love, you all know if you've listened to my training, I love the screen share capability in a mediation, but I've learned to use it judiciously because it's adding one more visual element to the screen. So I go back and forth between screen sharing and not screen sharing if I'm working off my agenda or something like that. Now, here's another one, and it's maybe a little old school, but um, I, I just saw a joke going around on social media the other day um, where somebody had like posted a picture of a dog with a mad face and it said that meeting could have been an email. Um, and that's but the point there is, is people are getting frustrated because often people are scheduling meetings these days because Zoom meetings have become or, or online meetings have become so ubiquitous. But not everything has to be a meeting. Many things can be covered in an email, or maybe we want to go old school and we want to call somebody. It's much less, um, I just held up my phone for those who are not uh, who are not watching this, who are listening on the podcast, but you know, we have turned into a society that does not use phones and does not email as much thinking, oh, well, it's just easier to flip on the camera and meet. That, that can be true. But if this is something where you can just summarize something in an email or you just need a quick answer or you can actually talk just on on the phone, consider doing that. It uses less of your internal resources. Um, and the other you know, little point to that um, would be when you're on screen, you may if you are doing it as a virtual meeting, do you need to be visible? throughout the entire meeting. It actually, if you turn off your um, camera, off your video, and you are just the name on the screen or all, it's actually less fatiguing for you. Obviously, you're now no longer on display um, and it's less of a strain on you. So if it's possible, if you are not the focus of the meeting and you're just listening intently, is it possible to uh, stop your video and take yourself out of that meeting? You can always turn it back on, uh, but you don't need to be constantly on screen. And then this is going to be um, my last tip, but this one has actually been pretty helpful for me. Um, I get a large number of, you know, outreach contacts, um, people wanting to network and connect, which I love to do, love to meet the people who have taken my programs and talk with people and meet colleagues. And my tendency has always been to schedule that as a Zoom meeting. Um, but, you know, does it have to be a Zoom meeting? We, we could have a quick 15-minute call if we're just getting acquainted. Maybe that could be a quick telephone call, a 15-minute telephone call. The other thing that I have noticed um, as an online professional is if you schedule it as a meeting, 
It seems to be harder to end it when it's a good time than it is to end a telephone call. Um, so maybe for that first time of meeting somebody, rather than making it one more video call in your very busy day, make it a quick 15-minute call. And remember the power of a 15-minute meeting. Um, not uh, This goes back to that earlier tip. But when I was setting up my calendaring system and I was people could schedule a one-hour meeting, a half-hour meeting, I didn't have a 15-minute option. And it finally dawned on me, make a 15-minute option. Um, and people book that all the time. And a 15-minute option is great. It, you know you only have 15 minutes and you will get to the point and you will get your meeting done. Um, so that has actually been quite helpful. Now, this all sounds like, I think, probably a lot to be incorporating into your, you know, already overworked schedules. It, it's, it's all creating habits. It's all remembering that, you know, well, squeezing that one more meeting in isn't actually going to make me more productive or make me better. So make sure that you take a little effort. Um, and the first thing to do is to recognize the fatigue in the first place. Um, and I know so many of you are feeling it. I think now that it's been identified and you understand the reasons behind it, you can see that it's something that is important for your ongoing health, especially as we do not know at this point in time when we will go back to in-person meetings as a more routine. But you know, online video conferencing has become the norm. It's going to stay a part of our work culture going forward, even when we can go back to in-person. And even for those of you who have somewhat gone back to in-person, I think you have found or will find that video conferencing is still going to be a part of our work culture. So as it is, it's very important that you learn to make video conferencing work for you. So if Zoom fatigue is real for you as it has been for me, consider you know, taking these steps, following these tips to reduce that fatigue and make you more effective online. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I'll see you again next week. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, and if you liked this episode, please give me a five-star rating and tell me what you did like in a review. Join me each Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. to hear another episode, and be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss one. Send me your questions and comments at susan at learntomediateonline.com. And you can find out more about my trainings and programs at learntomediateonline.com. I'll see you next week.